my beautiful primates what is up old uncle silverback here with you and today is tuesday it's the 3rd of may 2016 i'm in the mobile studio right now i'm at a stoplight so you'll hear the background of the truck here in a little bit Uh, before we get started i guess we should go ahead and get our contact info out of the way if you'd like to contact me or if you want to send in some of your thoughts on maybe some of the movies that we're going to talk about or some of the shows that I've talked about, even in the stuff, even if it's stuff in the past, you can send that in to me either through the voicemail, which is area code 206-745-2731, or if you'd prefer to record your own audio, that way you're not going to be hampered by length, um, or if you'd like to send in an email, The email address to send both of those things to would be thearmedape at gmail.com. All one word, thearmedape at gmail.com. Also, if anybody has a uh, favorite movie or a favorite show that they'd like to talk about, uh, as long as you have Skype and you could probably even just use your uh, regular microphone that's in in your computer, either it's a laptop or a desktop, it wouldn't matter. I've found that some of the interviews and stuff that I've done on other shows that I've uh, on uh, Firearms Cafe generally turns out to be pretty good. Also, we can set a thing up through uh, through Skype, and Skype is free. Uh, it does have its problems, but in general, I found that it works pretty well. But anyway, all that to say, if there's anybody out there that has a favorite show or a favorite movie that you'd like to talk about, and if you want to have more of a, a back and forth discussion. Go ahead and contact me either through email or, or, or uh, through, uh, through either through the voicemail or email. Or actually, you can go on the site as well, and there's a little leave a voicemail button. There's like a little microphone on there, and you can click on that. And I think it lets you record, but I think it's only for like 90 seconds. But anyway, if there is anybody out there that would like to come on and do a little bit of co-hosting every once in a while or even just the kind of the one time and uh, uh, for that probably the the easiest thing would be to do a movie and we can set up a time to do a recording uh, but like I said it could be on a movie or a TV show or uh, something like that but it, it would probably for the co-hosting thing probably be the, the best would be to be able to do something where it's something that I can view uh, as well so we can have discussion about it so anyway enough of that kind of rambling on speaking of co-hosting ken and i who is has uh, is the host of the modern rifleman radio uh, he and i talked about reviewing the movie peaky blinders not the movie gee whiz that's the series peaky blinders which is a netflix exclusive and the movie we were going to talk about is he Never Died, and that, that again is streaming on Netflix. I, I, you could probably get it off of Amazon, maybe even Apple TV if you could, if you don't have Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's a Redbox thing or something like that, but 
I know at least as of today's date that it's it's still streaming through Netflix. Uh, so if you wanted to watch that, anyway, hopefully maybe I'm I'm gonna try and get a hold of Ken here uh, in the next day or so, and maybe we can set up a uh, a show for he and I to do. Hope maybe this weekend if he's free. Or maybe sometime this week, he and I might be able to sit down and re- actually record some stuff. Uh, but that's a little bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. And um, what I'll talk about next, I guess, is maybe kind of a, a preview of things to come, so to speak. I watched a movie today, which I had started and then I'd watched maybe like the first 10 minutes of it or so and then a lot of this was a while back and kind of got sidetracked and then I eventually came back to it today and I actually liked it pretty well and so this is going to be one that I'm going to do a review on uh, and that's it's a movie called Cruel and Unusual and again it's it's streaming on Netflix and the gist of it is there's a guy that he uh, causes or, or kills his wife and it's sort of like he goes into sort of this odd afterlife thing and I don't want to go into too much of it you know, on this sort of preview show I guess but I found it, it was interesting it, was there some holes in the acting? yeah, you know uh, I would maybe classify it as a as a as a strong B movie with you know some of that connotations. I watched in the theater. I saw at the discount theater. I missed it when it was first running. I saw Hateful Eight. This was a few weeks ago, and I also saw uh, Superman. No, was it Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice? And both of those I enjoyed and liked. Now, it's funny with Superman. And the, the Superman and Batman movie, a lot of people kind of mm, had a lot of problems with it and really kind of bad-mouthed it a little bit. But I liked it. I enjoyed it. And I thought some of the stuff that they did with the characters, I thought it took it in a different direction and it it had the characters go outside of their comic book tropes and a lot of times you know if if you're a fan of comic books or if you read a lot of them as a kid you could say oh you know Superman never does this or Batman never does this or uh, Captain America or Iron Man they have these sort of Parameters, especially in the comics or Spider-Man, that they're never going to go outside of. And I thought that some of the things that they did in uh, Man of Steel and also in Batman vs. Superman, I liked what they did. I liked how they, they went in some different directions. And I know a lot of people criticize that, but I it's almost as a filmmaker, sometimes you can't win for losing. If they had stuck primarily with just how the characters are portrayed in the comic books, then people would complain about that, and if they did what they did, people are going to complain about that as well. 
we have also been recently, my wife and I have been watching Broadchurch, and we just finished up with the first season of that, and again, that's, uh, the way we're watching that is streaming through Netflix, and there's a second season which we're going to start. There is a, uh, a show that we had watched, or that we had started watching, and it was called The Killing, you know, a long time ago, long time ago, I believe it was one of the, one of the listeners, Brad, had called in and had recommended that show, and I, we started watching it, but a little bit of kind of a history on the show is... I think the show originally, I think it was maybe on AMC. I, I could be wrong on that, but I think that's what it was originally on. And it got, I guess, sort of up and down ratings a little bit. And so the network kind of uh, canceled it, then brought it back, and then sort of canceled it again, and then Netflix picked it up. So I think the show sort of took some turns and... and uh, had some changes maybe with writing staff or, or kind of how the show was going to flow. I think that kind of got in, interrupted with some of the changes that they had. Uh, but I enjoyed it. It's, it's one of those shows where it gives you lots of uh, red herrings and, and uh, makes you think, oh, this is something. And so it reveals stuff here and there. And sometimes with shows like that, if the writing isn't really, really good, you, it can kind of fall down a little bit. And anyway, with The Killing, we had gotten through, I think, the first two seasons. And I think the mystery is solved by the end of the second. Now, it's been a while since I've seen it, so maybe I'm wrong on this. But anyway, I think Netflix picked it up. Where they started a third season and maybe it got canceled and Netflix picked it up and finished it off. So I haven't watched the th the third. I think I'm partially into the third and my wife was like, oh, we should take a break for a while. It's funny, she gets to where, because we kind of binge to watch things and not to where we're sitting down and watch like, you know, eight episodes in a row. But what we'll do is we'll... Every night we'll watch it, and maybe we miss a night here or there. But generally, we'll, you know, we'll watch it if we've got the time in the evening right before we go to bed. We'll uh, we'll watch that, or watch a show, and then so if it's uh, and we don't tend to jump around. And so sometimes what happens is is we maybe oh let's take a little break uh, from this for a while, and then it turns into maybe a couple of months before we get back to the show. And another example of that is House of Cards which we both really like, but it was one of those things where maybe something comes up or we start watching something else and it gets sort of put aside. So she and I will probably start up with House of Cards again. I don't know if she'll start up with The Killing again. I think maybe she thought for her it was like too much of the red herrings all the time and too much of the twists and turns and all that kind of stuff. But I may start watching that again and... Uh, I don't know. I may do a thing where I talk about uh, uh, Broadchurch, or if, again, if anybody's out there that watches that and they want to come on and do a, a co-host of that, maybe we can do kind of like a little mini Broadchurch podcast. Uh, I really like the actor David Tennant. 
Now, I also had recently finished watching uh, Jessica Jones, which in and of itself, you know, they again, they took some some different oh, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? Not twists and turns. There was definitely, but it is for the main character in Jessica Jones. And basically what it is is I, I never read any of the comics or the graphic novels about her, so I didn't know anything about her at all. So I went in cold uh, as regards to uh, how the television show was going to work. And this was, a, a, again, a Netflix exclusive. So what's nice is they, they filmed it all. And then... So you can sort of binge, binge watch it. And that's kind of what I did over the period of... I, I think there was 13 episodes. And so over the period of about a month or so, I started watching it. But they went a different direction with how the character was. And... Uh, again, if somebody wants to maybe call in and, and we can uh, we can have a discussion on that or send in some stuff on there, kind of what you thought. Uh, or if somebody wants to do like a co-hosting thing. And part of the reason maybe I'm kind of harping on the co-hosting thing is I think that if I can get a set time, I can put the shows out more. So if we can say, oh, okay, every uh, you know Friday night or, or uh, every Tuesday night or whatever the night's going to be, uh, that we can get hammered out, um, then that way I think I'll be able to get maybe back on track with the show a little bit more. And, um, you know, talking about TV shows and, or stuff that's on Netflix is something that most people have. It's relatively easy to... <laughs> I'm turning to my daughter's school and... Uh, there was a kid in the crosswalk, so I was having to wait, and then he, like, dropped his ball, ran back and forth. So, anyway, kind of a comedy of errors on the kid's part. Anywho, uh, I think, like I said, I'll be able to kind of get back on track and maybe start putting stuff out weekly uh, if I can get somebody to, that I know that, oh, we're, we're you know, we're going to need to record tonight or at a certain time, that type of stuff. So, getting back to... Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones is part of the Marvel Universe, and like I said, I, I don't know, I didn't know anything about her. They're doing an interesting thing with the Marvel, Marvel Universe, excuse me, in that what they are doing is they are trying to tie certain things together. So we saw that, we, we, we saw some of that stuff with with Daredevil, we saw some of that stuff, again, initially with some of the movies, you know, they're trying to get some of the same actors, this, that, and the other thing. Uh, we're seeing that a little bit with DC, where they're, when they're doing maybe movie crossovers and things like that. So they're trying to build, I guess, like a bigger, kind of richer world. Uh, and what they've done with Jessica Jones is, I guess she's in Hell's Kitchen, so if you guys watch Daredevil at all, uh, especially the, I, I, I gotta say, my favorite season of that was the um, the second season, and I, I love the Punisher. And I guess there's talks of that he's gonna get there. There's gonna be a Punisher uh, spinoff uh, with uh, John Barenthal, who many of you guys would know from Walking Dead. Uh, but anyway. The, the 
one of the things, and I don't know if this was how it was in the comics, but in the TV show, the character of Jessica Jones, she's kind of unlikable, uh, and she's kind of a she's kind of an asshole. And of course, the interesting thing about it is she says that a lot in throughout the show. So you you kind of understand that yeah, this is sort of an unlikable character and but she has her flaws and there were times when I was watching the show and watching the series that I I almost wanted to bail on it, but there were some other characters that were very interesting. Um, and I guess this it ties around to it in that um I was talking about David Tennant, who's in Broadchurch, who also, uh, I guess, was in a Doctor Who, played Doctor Who for a while, for one of the seasons. And the um, what kind of got me talking about Jessica Jones is he, he plays the villain in that as well. Uh, and David Tennant does, so it's an interesting performance that he gives in there. So anyway, I'm uh I'm here to pick up my my kiddo and uh I will maybe finish up the rest of this a little bit later. Hey guys. Hey guys, I'm back in the truck again. Today is actually Wednesday. So it's the next day. Of course, when I pick up my kid from school, I I can't really do the show with her in the car with me. It won't really work out too well. But anyway, I think when last I left off yesterday, I was talking a little bit about Jessica Jones and some of that stuff. And I wanted to expand a little bit more on on that. In that, it is interesting that they are kind of pushing the characters into realms where you normally wouldn't see. So normally, you would never, the way that they have her portrayed, you would never in a million years have her uh, sort of be that unlikable. And you know, even though, like I'd said uh, the other day, that, oh, she admits that she's kind of a jerk and she's kind of an asshole and all this other stuff, uh, it, it does make it hard to get on board with her. She's very kind of abrupt and she doesn't treat people very well. Uh, she treats people sort of like she expects them to just sort of drop everything. So, as a person, she's really not that great of a person. And as the, as the series goes on, and, and one of the reasons why I was glad I stuck with it, is you kind of, you kind of get the, you kind of figure out why she's sort of that way. And part of the reason is that she doesn't want other people to be really too close to her so that they don't get hurt by, you know, her action or inaction or however it's going to be. Which, in reality, is, is a typical trope of 
comic book stuff. You know, you see it a lot with uh, in one of the Spider-Man movies. I can't remember which one it was, but it was a thing where he he makes a decision not to pursue a relationship because he knows eventually, no matter how how hard I try and keep it secret, eventually it's gonna it, I'll be found out. And I think that's what we see a lot in the Jessica Jones thing. Uh, the villain in there, again, is played by David Tennant. Uh, his character's name is Kilgrave. I don't know if this is a, a uh, uh, kind of a, a convention of the TV series or if this was somebody who was a, a uh, counterpart. Not counterpart's not the right word. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say necessarily nemesis, but it's... You know what I mean, but I, I I don't know if he was if he was like a major player in the comics or if he was the main villain uh, that he's he's always going up against or she's always going up against. Excuse me. So you in Batman he has a there's kind of a cavalcade of villains that he fights, but his main one is the Joker. When you think Batman, you think of Joker. When you think of Superman, you pretty much think of Lex Luthor. So, anyway, um, another show that I've been watching, and I'm, um, I'm, I'm in the fifth season of it, and I've just started watching that, is The Shield, and I've been watching that over the past few months, and the way that I've been watching that is, I did a combination of getting DVDs from Netflix and then also from my from my local library. My local library had I think season one and two or something like that. And uh, then I had to get three and four from Netflix. But uh, recently and so well I'll get to this here in a second I guess but so I'm li- I like the shield and again it's sort of that same thing. You have kind of a almost like a love-hate relationship with the main character uh, who in this case in the shield is going to be uh, played by Michael Chiklis and the character's name is Vic Mackey. And he's he kind of crosses the line on a lot of stuff and he does things and it's one of those things where sometimes you see that the, the, the character of him is really unlikable and he, you, you have a lot of those kind of those same tropes that you get sometimes with the superhero stuff where he's he treats people kind of shitty and he can be very abrupt and, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, like brusque. Um, and he treats people sometimes poorly that don't necessarily need to be treated that way. Or even in the, in sort of the, uh, the convention of the show. However, I think that they did a, they do a better job on that show of The Shield of walking that line a little bit, fine, uh, they walk that fine line a little bit better than they did with Jessica Jones. 
it, it seemed like sometimes they didn't show her caring side as much, which which her character has. Um, and with Mackie on the shield, he has his friends, and then he would you know he'd go to bat for them, and he'd try and get get things uh, done the right way if he can. But if he can't, he'll cross the line. Well, pretty much he tries to look out for the guys or the, the cops that are close to him. So, anyway, uh, I recently signed up for Hulu, and right now I'm in my uh, free month trial. And I like Hulu. It's not, it's kind of not what I thought it was going to be. So, maybe we'll do sort of that little mini review. And again, this applies to you guys as well. If you have a service that you like, you can always feel free to send in a review. It can be on anything you want. And what I like to do is stick with, it's been a while since I've done a review, so I'll go over some of the guidelines that I like to do, which is you ask basically five questions. And the first question you ask is, what is this product or service designed to do? The second one is how well does it do that so what are the pro pros about it the third ones are our third one is what are the cons with this good or service um, the fourth is what would you like to see the manufacturer or the provider do to improve it and number five is did you make any modifications to it uh, if that's applicable and if you, if it's something that you could make a modification to, did you do it? Did that modification make it better or worse or not really change it much at all? So if we look at Hulu as, again, we're going to look at it as a service and we're going to ask, okay, well, what is this service designed to do? And it gives, it, it's, it's pretty much just a streaming thing. They have... So it's designed to give you content, and you can get content from certain networks. You can, uh, it's a subscription service, so you pay, I think it's it's, it's $7.99 or $11.99. And depending on which one you pay for will determine whether or not you get ads. So if you pay for the higher price, obviously, then you don't get ads. Now... This doesn't, they still have contractual ob- obligations in order to get certain shows, and with some of them, they do still play ads, even if you're doing the pay service. Uh, but I think there's maybe five or so shows that they still run ads on, but I think they're limited, so I think they may do two ads right at the start. I don't know, I haven't watched those yet. I should. One of the shows was Grimm which is a show that I've seen a couple episodes on when it was first running. And it's kind of, it was one of those things where I liked it. It was, it was interesting to me. And I just kind of got away from it and haven't gone back to it. So how well does it do that stuff? Well, it, you know, for a streaming service, it, it, the content that it provides you, I haven't really had any problems with it as far as with loading or anything like that. I have had a couple of times where the server's not available um, but we're starting to, to fall into the, maybe the con territory. So with generally with the stuff that they, the shows that they're able to get, 
Uh, it does pretty good. Now, what are the cons? And so the cons are, let's say with a show like The Shield, you know, uh, you do have the ads if you don't want to pay the higher thing, so that can be a, you know, that can be kind of a bummer. But with a show like The Shield, it seems they have all of the seasons. But with certain shows, you you look at it, and I don't know if contractually they can't have all the seasons. Um, so I I looked at I think it was uh, The Simpsons or something like that. I wanted to just check out and see if I thought the show was still funny. I used to love the show. I don't. It's, it's really gone downhill. But so I thought, oh, I wonder if they're going to have all the seasons. And from what I could tell, or from the way that my system was set up, I'm going through my PlayStation. I got the PlayStation 4. Uh, but I think they've only got maybe the most recent season. So there are some shows that you're only going to get maybe the latest season, or maybe they've got you know, season one and two, but they don't have season three, and then they've got season five, you know, I don't know, it it just depends on the show, and again, kind of what they worked out for their contract. Also, on the cons, they, uh, so let's say like, they have a lot of the network shows, but of course they don't have all of them, Um, so on a show, let's say like, or a network, I should say, like ABC, they're not going to have all this stuff. With AMC, which has The Walking Dead, they have Fear the Walking Dead, but they don't have the actual Walking Dead. That is probably due to the fact that Netflix actually has Walking Dead with them, and so they probably contractually can't can't get that. I don't... I, and I haven't looked to see. I don't think Netflix has Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, or uh, So I don't know. I watched that show. Eh, didn't really care for it as much. I may go back and try and revisit it and see. Or, or see how season two of it uh, comes across. But Oh, and that's another thing. So this is kind of another con. There was a, a show that my wife and I really like called The Strain. They have the first uh, episode of it. I mean, not the first. They have the first season, but they don't have this, the. They don't have the second season yet, and the second season has already gone through FX and is already uh, had its run, and it's been off air for a while. And they don't really seem to. They don't really seem to run reruns on those now as much as they used to so I I don't know if that's on the part of the networks wanting you to buy the DVDs and stuff from them I'm not sure but anyway um, so I'm not you know there's what would I like to see the manufacturer do you know there's a weird thing oh well here's another con before we get into that there's a weird thing with the like I said I'm going through the PlayStation Four, Sony PlayStation 4, and I bought the Universal Remote. But the weird thing is, is the back button, which is on the Universal Remote, would be like a little red circle. 
the back button and some other things don't work with Hulu. But it does work with Netflix and, and other stuff like that. So I think that probably Hulu and Sony don't really maybe have that great of a relationship. And so for whatever reason, their remote doesn't work. Now, the weird thing is, is the actual controller, like the game controller the con uh, that you would use to play video games and stuff with, although the back button on there and all the other buttons work on it, although it's not as intuitive, you know, if you want to rewind something, if you want to uh, fast-forward something. Um, also, sometimes when you put the controller down, You'll hit the trigger, and it'll it'll the trigger is a function, like a fast forward function or a fast reverse function. So that's kind of a pain too. Uh, what would I like? So that would be like what I'd like to see the manufacturer do would be to get with Sony and make it to where that universal remote works, so that you know when you want to rewind or pause or go back, all that stuff works. Uh, there's really no modifications I could do, so that doesn't really apply. So the big question would be, if once my um, once my free trial is up, the is there enough content? Does Hulu provide me enough content to where I would be willing to pay the eleven dollar eleven ninety nine a month? Now for me. The majority of the stuff that I watch, like I said, they don't have ads on them. So for me, it's worth it to pay the extra four bucks a month not to deal with the ads and not to have any interruptions. Um, I know that I was watching a review that one guy had done, and he was talking about that they've increased the ads on on uh, on stuff to where they used to just have maybe a couple up front, but now they're getting to where they're they're loading more in um, so we'll just have to see on that it does have quite a bit of show like I said I, I've kind of scrolled through so kind of getting back to maybe I guess probably that first part what I should have talked a little bit more about they do have um, they do have quite a bit of movies. They have TV shows. They What's another kind of neat thing is they also have trailers. So you can go and watch trailers and stuff like that. So anyway, uh, I think this is going to wrap it up for this segment. I may do another one tomorrow and then kind of stitch stuff together and uh, put this stuff out. I know I'm a little bit distracted as far as doing this just because I'm driving. I'm having to look around and do a bunch of other stuff. So anyway... Uh, I may do another segment tomorrow and wrap it up. So I will uh, talk to you guys tomorrow. Hey, you guys. Well, it's only been a couple of seconds for you. Well, it's been a couple of days for me. I'm back in the truck. I'm going to do a wrap up this final segment with a little bit of a tribute to a fellow podcaster who passed away recently. And that was a gentleman by the name of Vince Rotolo. Vince was the host of the B-Movie Podcast. Some of you guys may have seen my uh, post on Facebook about, about his passing. He passed away April 27th of this year of 2016. And uh, Vince was a really, uh, a really nice guy. A uh, kind man. I was fortunate enough to be able to get to know him 
a little bit sort of outside the show. It's, it's, uh, I was able to talk to him on the phone, have a few conversations with the guy. And, I, and I'm not saying like he, we were best friends or anything, but uh, like I said, he was just a decent, kind uh, gentleman. Uh, and uh, just to do a little bit of, of uh, background on a show, it was about B-movies and exploitation movies and even books and literature and stuff like that uh, that they would talk about. He started out the show solo, and then he got a co-host, a gentleman by the name of Nick Brown, and then they added another guy, Juan Ortiz. And shortly after that, his wife, Vince's wife, excuse me, Mary, joined the show. And so it was a really neat dynamic. And sometimes in the podcasting world, uh, the hosts of individual shows, you know, all of us have probably a little bit larger than average egos. Uh, but Vince didn't really seem to have that, I, I think. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the ego thing, sometimes people get a little competitive and they think that if a person is listening to another podcast, especially if it's in the same genre or same subject matter, uh, they're somehow... If they listen to the other person's podcast, they're not going to listen to yours or this, that, and the other thing. So people can sometimes get petty and can get uh, possessive and uh, jealous, I guess, is the real thing. But he didn't really, he didn't really seem to have a, uh, a jealous bone in his body when it came to that. Uh, he was always eager to give advice if he could. Uh, he and I talked about kind of some inside baseball, behind-the-scenes podcasting stuff a few times. In fact, I, when he was uh, time for him to upgrade maybe some of his equipment that he wanted, I bought a uh, sound mixer off of him. And when I record the shows at home, that's that's what I use. And I go into the what we call the computer room or the studio, whatever you want to call it. And uh, every time I see that, I think of him. And uh, maybe it sounds a little corny, but I, uh, it's nice that I kind of have a piece of the, uh, a little bit of him and a, maybe a, a little bit of history of the show. But if you'd never heard his show, I'd recommend you go check it out. Uh, there's about 374, I think, episodes, if I remember off the top of my head. It was an odd thing when I heard of his passing. I had gotten a little bit behind. I was about three shows behind. And I was listening to the third to last show, and it was finishing it up. So I thought, oh, well, you know, go ahead and maybe pop on Facebook and see what's going on, and I saw a post that said that uh, it was from a family friend that Vince had passed, that they had gotten contacted from uh, Vince's wife, Mary, and that he had passed, and that was it, that was sort of all that, all that was said, and it was a very, a very surreal moment for me, because as I was hearing his voice, and uh, you know, I was reading at the same time that he had died. It's a funny thing 
with podcasts in that in a way you spend a lot of time with with the people that you listen to and i think sometimes the way that our primitive brains have evolved is, is we sort of we sort of see that as having actual conversations because sometimes you know they'll say something and maybe you sort of answer back in your head or like how I always say, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm sure a lot of you guys out there that listen say, oh, the word is this or it's that. or. And so in your head, or at least I should probably just speak for me, in my head, it, it sort of equates to a conversation sometimes. And you know, you know part of you, of course, knows that you're not really having a real conversation with them. But you do get to know people you know, when you've listened to you know, hundreds of hours of them talking. And if you, you know, if you, if you listen to this show and you listen to my other show, I think I've got a, what do I got, like 80 some odd of, of armed apes and I've got a hundred and, I don't even remember, I can't, I can't recall off the top of my head. But I've got, there's quite a few hours out there. And I still love doing the podcast, I like doing both of them. And with his passing, it kind of has cemented in me a a desire to reach out to you know other people or other friends of mine um, and get them on the show with me and and maybe start doing stuff to where I include include people more. When this show first started. I really wanted to try and, and build up a community. And it kind of started. I, I kind of had some people that called in and, and wrote in all the time. Uh, but then I, I you know, I kind of fucked it up in that I, I just couldn't get on track with the schedule. I took a big hiatus. I focused more on Firearms Cafe stuff. And then, you know, of course, sometimes this life kind of gets in the way. And you don't intend for it to be that long, but it just sort of happens. And all of a sudden you look up and you're like, holy cow, it's been three weeks or it's been a month or it's been a month and a half and I haven't put out a show. It just it, it just sort of slips away from you sometimes. And I kind of want to get that going again, uh, especially with with this show. And if this show evolves more into a, maybe like a movie or TV or, or even like a book review type show as opposed to uh, you know, like gear review or it's, it's, the show, the format is still always going to be open. Um, but there's there's been a couple of people that who I wanted to talk with but thought, ah, they would never talk with me or they wouldn't come on the show. Uh, but I'm going to try and change. Got a phone call there. Since I'm recording on my phone, kind of got interrupted. Anyway... I was talking about that there was a couple of people that I sort of regretted not getting on to the show. One of those is Vince, uh, or even maybe being a little bit bigger part of his show. Uh, another was a guy uh, who, they used to have a podcast, Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. It was a guy, Aaron Zellman, and he was sort of the dude that started it all. And he was one of the guys where I thought, oh, I'd like to 
to have him on my show, or, and this would have been for Firearms Cafe, and talk to him. And he probably would have done it, but I figured, nah, he, you know, I, at the time I was so new to podcasting, and I thought, ah, you know, he might not want to come on and do it or something. But I'm sure he probably would have. He would have uh, loved to have been on the show, loved to have got the message out a little bit more. So I'm going to try and start doing stuff uh, more along those lines again, like I said before. Uh, not only with this show, but but with Firearms Cafe as well. So, not to end the show on a downer note, but uh, if you, again, if you're interested in doing the show, if you want to come on and do some co-hosting stuff and kind of goof around and have some fun either on this show or Firearms Cafe, uh, let me know. I think, you know, sometimes people think, if they wouldn't mind, you know, coming on or doing a little segment here and there, they think, ah, you know, I don't want to bother the guy. But uh, really, and I know I speak for a lot of uh, my fellow podcasters that are out there, we, we like getting the feedback. A lot of us, you know, we don't make any money at it. There's no way really to make any money. And, um, or, or you could, but it's just going to be pennies, you know. Uh, there's very few people that can do it, but... You know, I uh, I would love to have anybody that's interested in coming on the show. I, I like doing it. I like doing the podcast. I like meeting people through, you know, Facebook and through emails and voicemails and things like that. So, all right, I think I will wrap it up. And uh, if there's somebody out there that you haven't talked to in a while, maybe reach out to them, say hi, even if it's just a text or an email or a quick phone call to them. Life is short. I will talk to you guys later.